Welcome to the Hypersloth Happy Hour with your hosts, Zigzag and Rufus. Coming to you live from planet Earth, courtesy of Smokin' Hits Records and Global Corp Industries. Now, grab a beer, put your feet up, and get ready for the Hypersloth Happy Hour. Never before have I turned on you when you look too good to me. You be the eyes that can cut me in two and I just can't let you be. But it's a free for all and a heart of said you can bet your life. Stakes are high and so am I. In the air tonight. <laughs> So we back on the show. All right. We're rocking and rolling on the Friday night free-for-all on Friday the 14th. Right, Rufus? Squirting? Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about squirting. We were talking about squirting, that wonderful, wonderful uh, thing called squirting that has become quite the rage now. Would you agree? Yeah. That and uh, what prolapsed asses. Well, I mean, you know, did women just start squirting? Is that new? Because I had, well, I had a squirting girlfriend, what, I mean, 20 years ago. But, you know, you didn't really hear about squirting when I was a, a wee lad. Did you ever hear about squirting when you were a young man? No, but we've evolved since then. I mean, you women think have sexually? Shown, yeah, yeah. Uh, they've opened up. They've blossomed like flowers that squirt. <laughs> I would say you're probably right. Because nothing, nothing makes you feel like less of a man than getting sprayed on by a woman. When, when it's usually the man spraying down the lady with the, you know, in the traditional roles. Nothing makes you feel like less of a man than getting your face sprayed by by your chick that you're dating. Jesus Christ, we are hitting the ground running. Little little bit emasculating. Just we're, we're, we're hitting the ground squirting on this show. <laughs> we are, yes, we are hitting the ground squirting. But yeah, I had one squirting girlfriend, like I said, it makes for a very awkward wet spot in the bed when, you know... Traditionally, the wet spot for a guy was like about a tablespoon of something, and uh, when you got a squirting chick, it's like uh, about a quart of something or other. Yeah, normally it's just kind of an obnoxious pain in the ass whenever you're trying to go to sleep, and you're like, God damn, what the? You move over, move over. You get on yeah. it. Give me a it's towel. Not like someone sweated through the comforter. No, no, or puked on it with her badge. Well, we didn't mean to get inappropriate this early in the show, but this is the Friday night, uh, Friday the 13th squirt fest. Or <laughs> Friday the squirt teeth. I can't spit it out for Christ's sake. I'm so flummoxed <laughs> about those PTSD from being sprayed down. Now I know every porn star in the world must feel. Is uh, I can't spit it out what you said with that one squirting girlfriend you had. Uh, yeah. I, no, I said I can always spit that out. <laughs> Here's the deal. I don't know if she had ever squirted before I was with her because I remember the first time she squirted, I think she was as surprised as I was. I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on here? You sure it was was it legit or maybe she had developed oh, a condition? No. It, it was an every time deal after that. Well, not really? every time. Depending on how much energy I had. I wouldn't say every time. How much energy. Oh, okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here's some inside uh, insider news here. What does it take to get to that point with all this energy you proclaim? 
Well, this is the same chick that broke up me because my dick was too big. And I was really actually upset by it. And uh, I told her, I said, you know, please tell all your friends. You're making that up. Please. She did not break up with me because my dick was too big. I broke up with her. This is the same girl I broke up with because she asked me if I had to choose between me and my cat who I would choose. Well. And I... I did say the cat, and she thought everything was good after that, and then I dumped her two, le- two days later because I'm like, what kind of basket case would ask you to choose between you and your cat? And we had dated That's for two true. years at that point. Two years. She should have known better, Rufus. But if it was Nesta the cat, Nesta squirted too. No, no. This was correctly. This was the other cat. This was, You know, actually, this is the girl that actually uh, made a – she wanted to adopt Nesta the cat. And then when we broke up, I kept Nesta the cat and Jerry. She also wanted Jerry. But, you know, being the old softie that I am, I can see it just shows you that women are harder than men. During the breakup, I'm like, I'll take all the pets. Just get your shit and get out. Dude, I got to say, after seeing how you dealt with Al and Jerry, I can't imagine, like, anyone else fucking being a better, like, pet owner for those animals. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm being honest. Jerry actually lived to be a pretty old dog for a, the size of dog that he is. He was. He lived to be 16, which God is pretty dang. old for a dog of that size. Absolutely. And you know, dude, are you? You're not gonna believe this, but the last thing he did for me was one of these. He gave me the world's weakest little. Oh no! You know how really? he used to do that. You know how he used to howl like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was heartbreaking, dude. It was heartbreaking, but he did it for me. It kind of you're, you're making me tear up behind my glasses here, Rufus. I'm sorry. April 8th, that was, you know what? Oh, my God, we should have toasted to him last week on the show. I, that immediately popped into my mind when the reset April 8th. I was like, no kidding? It was April, April 8th? The day that we had poor poor Jerry put to sleep. Oh, man. Yeah, it was a sad. You, you don't, if you, you've had to have pets put to sleep, I'm sure. Yeah, we had a chow chow named Bear. They got just super, super old, you know, and... Poor guy just couldn't control his functions and was, he had whatever the dog equivalent is of like dementia, you know. Right. And the vet was like, well, it's got to be done or it's going to be slow and messy and not fun to watch or fun to experience. And so, way to start off the show. Yeah. If we started out with squirting, we went right into the death of pets. That's, that's right. what happens on Friday the 14th, though. You never know what you're going to get. You never know. It's bad luck, that's for sure. <laughs> Is it bad luck? Well, have, no. have you experienced any bad luck today on the 13th? I just did, obviously, with my computer locking up early in the show. That was the first bad luck. I don't think I've had any bad luck today. Knock some wood, because you are about to drink some ghost pepper sauce. Oh, man. Oh, oh a fair warning. A bit of bad luck. Fair warning about that. My son really wants to watch me suffer, so when we do these sauces... He's going to come in and watch. Really? Except for the first one, because this first row, as you know, I sampled, but he sampled them with me. So he's had himself the first row. So only the next two. What is the first one that we will be having tonight? Why don't we jump right in and we'll, we'll try the first one right away and get it out of the way then. Let's do it. Let's. Oh, man. I don't know if we should do it. I just don't want to get too close to that ghost pepper one. Give her a good shake. Because you regaled me with your ghost pepper tail, and i got to say, I'm, I've been a little nervous. Yeah, the ghost pepper, that was, dude, that was a chip that had some ghost pepper dust on it. 
Oh, don't make it worse. Now this is called ass kicking chili lime. Actually sounds halfway decent, really. So I'm shaking her up, popped her open. Take off the little white thing on top that uh, I don't know why it's there. Woo! Sounds smells like it's got a little kick to it. Maybe that's just the vinegar. Folks, uh, if you didn't join us last week, this week we are doing the second of a four-part series of uh, the Book mm. of Pleasure and Pain Hot Sauce Challenge. Uh, today we're going to be testing three. This The first one is called Ass Kicking Chili and Lime. I think I just said that, but I'm just repeating myself because it is Friday the 14th. <laughs> Looks like Rufus is putting it together there. What do you got going on, Rufus? You got your... I got some blazed potato chips here. This part of the show brought to you by Crohn's Hot Sauce, guaranteed to make you shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure tomorrow morning I'll be squirting myself. Oh, well, that should be interesting. Tonight I've got corn chips. I had pretzels last time that didn't work because it just fell through. I got potato chips. I got corn chips. It's tangy. You can taste the lime, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. tastes pretty good. And the chili. And the chili. This one's not really that hot, though, thank God. I'm actually going to do a second chip here. It's got a little something to it, though. I mean, you can tell it's it's trying. The lime actually adds a nice dimension to this. A whole other layer of flavor, as Guy Fieri would say, that misogynist jackass. Have you ever seen that footage of Guy Fieri drunkenly fighting his, his hairstylist outside of the L.A. airport? Uh, is that for real? Did you make that up? No, that's for real. What? Oh. It's actually pretty uneventful. Apparently, they were overserved on a flight and uh, got into it somehow when they got to the airport. And Guy Fieri's like basically punching the guy while the guy's trying to get in the car. And then they just drive off without him. And then they like get out okay. a couple minutes later and like hug, if I recall correctly. Wow. Where were they heading? Flavortown? <laughs> of course. Where else are they going? Dude, I told you that my daughter suggested we open a line of restaurants called Flavortown. Dude, we get sued so fast. What? Guy Fieri. He, you think he owns the word Flavortown? You would, as soon as he caught wind of it. I'll sue him first. I'll preemptively God damn it, that's right. I call that a Donald Trump when you preemptively sue someone so they don't sue you. Right. Dude, speaking of uh, suing someone, did you get your taxes done? Dude, I followed him yesterday, yes. Whoa. Apparently you didn't realize you had until the 17th this year. Well, I used to do it in January. As soon as I get that shit, it's filed and out because I need my money or I need to pay what I owe. Yeah, I was going to say, I never even got any fucking money. I'm I'm putting it off because I don't feel like writing a fucking check. No. We owe money. We're, We're getting back. See the air quotes? We're getting back like 2700 bucks or something, but it's all going to pay immediately what we already owe. Right. Guess what yeah. I got at the beginning of the month, dude? I got a thing uh, from last year's taxes saying that I owed him an extra 6200 bucks. So like, God Sweet. damn. Yeah, that was nice of him to send me that. Apparently, this is the fucked up deal, dude. Apparently, I had some life insurance. Like, don't ever buy... To the people that are listening, do not ever buy a whole life insurance policy, right? That supposedly is going to pay for itself because it somehow if you, I missed a, 
I missed a payment, right? Because I I switched addresses on okay. this thing, and they didn't track me down. Apparently, right? I didn't get forwarded. So the the life insurance policy lapsed. Okay, mm-hmm. and then they they automatically like call what they call cashing it out. Okay, okay. so I had to pay taxes on all these premiums that. That it had been paying itself, but for some reason stopped paying itself. I don't know, because I didn't do some election letter that they sent me that I didn't even know I was supposed to fucking fill out. Sure, sure, sure. So it cashed itself out, and they're going to send me a check for 1500 bucks, right? Okay. But all these premiums and stuff added up to like $15,000 that I don't even ever fucking get, and I have to pay taxes on the whole fucking fifteen grand. That's ridiculous. It's a racket. It's, it's all a racket. It's a total scam. And I was I was Googling stuff because I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this thing? There was a lady that had the exact same thing happen to me on a $100,000 policy. Guess how much she ended up owing the IRS after like five years? Oh, God, I can't imagine. You, you, There's no way you could imagine. $980,000. What? Yeah. That's, yep. that's like criminal. Because she did like me, they didn't have the same fucking ad. They didn't have the right address, and that's just what they do. Wow, that's your and fault. And to get my money, I had to go to a thing called Indiana Unclaimed. Have you seen those unclaimed things? Yeah. When they don't Is find that... you or don't want to give you their money, they send it there because if it sits there for a certain period of time, they get to get it back. For Indiana Unclaimed is that where the guy, the guy who uh, has the big book and then wears the suit covered in question marks, and he's like, "Find government money." <laughs> No, no, what is that guy? I know that that's like free money, find money now. Right, I forgot that guy's name, but God, he used to be all over TV. Yeah, he sure did. I wonder what happened. They must have got sued or something because he's not around anymore. Uh, he needs that free money for bail. So what's your number on the Chili Lime ass-kicking uh, Book of Pain challenge? I mean, I almost huh? have to give it like a one. I thought it was less than the first one we had last time. I would agree. I think the bacon one, maybe the bacon one just had more flavor. I think so. I think I like the chili. I mean, the, uh, yeah, the chili lime. I can taste the lime. That was pretty good. I think the bacon wins flavor overall. And I, it was even a little zippier. I thought. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with your take there. So I'm, I'm actually on the Scoville hyper slot scale. I'm giving this a 400. Granted, that the highest you can get on the Scoville hyperslot scale is a 10 million. <laughs> okay. I was, I was wondering what the numbers meant there because I had no idea. I, I'll give it a 400 out of 10 million. I want to see you eat a raw boot jalokia. That's a ghost pepper. Now, there is a hotter pepper, but I can't remember the name. It's the Carolina Reaper, actually, is what it's called, yeah. if I recall correctly. I think there's one hotter than that now called scorpion peppers. Oh, that's right. Did you see those guys eat that online? Uh, I think I did, but I might have blacked out just watching them. They they were in so much pain, I blacked out. Yeah, it doesn't even look fun. I mean, that's not even comical. It's not comical when you actually have, get pancreatic cancer from eating a, a ghost pepper or some no. kind of pepper. Or is but, it? You know, what's interesting, though, is I found out that the, uh, the, the stuff in pepper that makes you feel like you're burning is not acid, so you're not actually harming your tissues. It just has a chemical that triggers the same effect. It's the so, capsation, right? Right. You can take a bath in ghost pepper. This kind of goes back to what we were talking about on the last show. How, you know, the peppers developed this 
capsation as a defense mechanism to keep from being eaten right. by other predators, I guess, for lack of a better word. How does a pepper know how to do that if it has no brain? Well, How does a pepper adapt? How does a plant adapt, I guess? Plants have thorns for the same reason, right? Right. Even some even have, like, they close up and eat shit, you know? You know, I actually, here's a funny story. I got, this is crazy. A couple years ago, we got a, uh, we were at the hardware store, and they were selling the Venus flytraps. Sweet. So we got a Venus flytrap, and it grew for a while, and it ate a, it ate a bug, right? And you can okay. see, like, this mosquito's legs were, like, sticking out oh. of the top of this Venus flytrap. But it was okay. a super, like, it was, like, not a mosquito, but, like, one of those bigger bugs with, like, bigger, longer wings. You know what I'm talking about? It just, like, a, wasn't as small as a mosquito. It was, like, a nuisance bug that just, like, you know, but I don't think it bit or anything. And, honestly, after that, for a couple of weeks, I was kind of scared of the fucking, uh, yeah. <laughs> the Venus flight. I'm like, what kind of evil plant <laughs> eats things? But. To the to the the bug's defense, something in that bug killed this fucking plant because it really? never like digested it or anything for like months. The little legs were sticking out of the top, and then the the Venus flytrap just died. So I don't know if it choked on this particular plant, or I don't even know how Venus flytrap works. They don't swallow the bug whole. Do they just break no. it down? It's got to be some sort of dissolving situation. But it is creepy. It's a creepy thing to think of, like a Venus flytrap being able to eat meat, I guess. I should have cooked it a couple of steaks. You should have. I wonder what would happen if you gave it some, like, uh, just a, a little sliver of actual, like, meat. Like, meat that we would eat. Like, would it <laughs> salivate? I wonder what happened if you would eat it, like, in a salad. What would happen if it would, like, eat you from the inside out? It would latch onto your tongue. <laughs> You're right. I have to go to the doctor in, like, six months because there's a fucking giant... Uh, I, I would weigh four pounds because I would lose all the weight, and then there would be, like, this giant um, Venus flytrap sucking all the nutrients up of everything that I eat in my stomach. It would be this huge stomach with just nothing but a giant Venus flytrap in it. I could see I, I could see you making, like, a nice salad and throwing some Venus flytraps in there and maybe some, like, cocktail shrimp, and then you turn around and get a fork and turn around again, and the shrimp are gone. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Speaking of meat, dude, I got a new grill last weekend, right? Okay. To, to celebrate the first warm day we've had since, God, I can't, since the Ice Age started last uh, October, I guess. You are and, in the uh, Siberia of America, that is true. So I went to the store today and I bought uh, about 50 fucking dollars worth of fucking meat that I'm just going to cook up so I won't shit for a month probably. <laughs> Good for my heart. Heart smart, for sure. Absolutely. Good for your toilet as well. Got some, got some big sausages with lots of fat in them. Sweet. I love yeah, fuck yeah, some brats. Some beer and brats. Wow. Going to get my Chicago on. God damn, you're making me want to... Anyway. I also got meat. my smoker for my electric smoker. Tell me that the electric smoker is not the best fucking invention there ever is. Uh... I don't see why anybody would not get an electric smoker. My brother, right around the time that I was shopping for a smoker, and I asked you about it, and I think I asked you, should I get the propane or the this or that? And you were like, electric all the way. I mean, it, it's so consistent. You have control. And everything I read about the propane was like, you can't keep a consistent heat. Nope. Over time. And my brother... 
Oh my God, my brother. God bless him. Oh no. Uh, no, I'm, I'm being overly dramatic. He got the same smoker, but got the gas version. And I didn't want to be the know-it-all and be like, well, ZigZag told me the electric's better, just so you know. So he got the, the gas one, and uh, it's been a fucking disaster. God bless him. God bless him. Yeah. He'll learn. Yeah, he won't. No, he won't. But he's your younger brother, right? So you kind of have to imagine he's just going to be more stup- stupider than you, for lack of a better word. He's always tried to one-up me. And yeah, well, fuck failed. him. You know what? If you guys ever have a fucking barbecue cook-off, ha! You'll be right. getting one up then. That's right. Unless the power goes out, then I'm fucked. I must say that I'm so glad that I met you because the life would be such a boring place without someone else to acknowledge and share my infinite wisdom. As I, as I, oh. as I appreciate you putting your wisdom on me for lack of other things that you would like to put on me, but I don't let you. Oh my God. Well, let's not get back into squirting. By but, the uh, way, thinking of your smoker, I'm fucking rock hard right now. <laughs> fully engorged. That is what I call it, my smoke. Actually, I call it my butt my smoker. But... Your smoke hole. Smoke <laughs> hole. Yes. So what, how many times has your brother been smoking something and had to, like, change the fucking tank? Oh, I don't know. I didn't go into details. I didn't want to, you know, run into the ringer and make him feel worse than he already feels all the time, being compared to me in his own mind. Yeah, that's So I, I, I just kept my hands off, and I was like, okay, if that's what, if that's what you want to do. You got to be your own man. Yeah, a lot of people are like you can't smoke without the flame. I'm like, well, apparently you can because my fucking electric smoker smokes the hell out of shit. Yes, it does. It does. Oh my god, it's so good. I've been itching to smoke something recently because it's been a while. We went through that phase. You get a smoker, and every goddamn day we smoke something. You know, right? For like two weeks straight, smoke that smoke. And now it's been like three months. We haven't smoked anything, but I'm getting the itch, the smoking itch. And I smoked some marijuana today, and tomorrow I'm going to smoke some uh, ribs. I bought a little little pack of baby back ribs to start off the grilling season right. Really? I did. I did. Let me tell you my rub recipe, Rufus. Please do. I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting to hear what this is, and I'm going to type it down. Go. I don't know what it is. All I do is a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Sorry, bud. I don't really have it. I don't have it down pat. I'll tell you what I do use. Thanks, Elton Brown. Coarse salt. Coarse salt. Sea salt? Or pink salt? No, no. Just regular sea salt. Regular salt. Okay. Uh, Freshly ground black pepper. Freshly ground black pepper? Yep. Black pepper. Black pepper. Okay. Uh, Smoked paprika. Just a little bit. Paprika dash... A little yeah. bit, okay. Uh, a little bit of cumino, cumin. A oh wait, oh god, okay. A little bit of cumin, okay. The powdered cumin. Yes, all this is powdered. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, I only use dry ingredients. It's a dry rub. Uh, chili powder. Chili powder. Garlic powder or garlic, actually granulated garlic. Granulated garlic. All right. Got it. And either white or brown sugar, whatever I've got. If I got brown sugar, I use brown sugar. But if I have regular, if I don't have brown sugar, I use the regular sugar. White or brown sugar with a preference towards brown sugar. 
towards brown sugar. And that's, that's it. it. That's, that's all going up on the let's go on the Hypersoft website. But I, I'm going to list the first three, and then be like, pay 25 bucks if you want another rest. There you go. There you go. Send a picture of us of yourself squirting, man or woman, into your smoker. Into your smoker. That's that. That's a wet rub. That's called a wet rub. Oh my god. But you know what? The trick is, dude. I'm telling you, is to wrap your meat up for the last. Only smoke it for four hours. Only smoke whatever you're smoking for the first four hours. Because like I said, when I worked at the Ironworks Barbecue in Austin, Texas, at the backyard, the the pit master told me that their meat will only accept smoke for the first four hours. After that, it won't accept any smoke, and it'll just get bitter. So after really? four hours of smoking, you got to – well, you can do it a little long. It depends on how long something's going to be smoking, but you got to wrap it for at least the last hour and hour and a half. Got to wrap it in foil to make it huh. tender. That's what she said. Wrapping in foil would actually be a little painful for him and her, probably. Yeah, I could imagine. Have you ever wrapped in foil? I knew a guy that had tried to have sex with a chick, right? And he didn't have any rubber, so he put a pair of underwear over his penis and tried to have sex. And the next day, okay. he said that his dick felt like uh, it had been rubbed raw with sandpaper. Wait, he, he wrapped the underwear, like, around the unit, and then that yeah. whole thing went... Yeah. I can't imagine that was comfortable for the gal. I can't imagine it either. But, uh, you know, he's probably one of those guys that didn't care about the gal. He probably wasn't as loving and nurturing as us. Yeah, that's true. You know, I watched an interesting show the other day on Independent Lens on PBS called The Art of the Shine. Have you seen this show? The Art of the Shine, no. It's about shining shoes, about modern-day shoe shiners. Is this a series or like a <laughs> No, it was just a one-shot deal on okay. Independent Lens. It was pretty interesting, actually. Uh, the, the probably the best character was this this Oriental guy, this Japanese guy, who sure. started out as a homeless guy, and he was like bringing, I don't know, he was like, I guess a hipster shoe shine guy is what he ended up becoming, right? Who could charge like twenty five dollars for a shoe shine, and he opened up this little shop where you get your shoes shined, and he like pours you a glass of wine, right? It was it was pretty fucking intense, really. And the guy was actually pretty smart. And he said that when he was he was on the street and he started shining shoes, he noticed that people would be always looking down, right? And then after he would shine their shoes, he noticed that they had a boost of self-confidence to where they would, like, walk tall and, like, walk with their shoulders back. Like, if, I guess in his world, you know, the shoe shine, like, made all the difference between being depressed and, like, having confidence. Really? He, he was later jailed after he made a pair of shoes out of uh, – the skin of schoolgirls. But, I mean, the first part of the story was interesting. Wow, I'm sure the schoolgirl skin was supple and shiny. It was. He rubbed it. He hand-rubbed it. Skin on skin, it was his big thing. He said, skin on skin, that's the only way to do it. Wow, but before uh, he got into all that trouble, I mean, did he really think that, like, people cared that much about their... Oh, no, he was was dead serious about that. He was dead serious about that. Are other people dead serious about? I would never pay twenty five bucks for a glass of wine and the shoe shine. I told you last time I got my shoe shined, right? It was actually while we were doing the show, and I was in Chicago that one time. I do recall vaguely, yeah. And the guy shined my shoes and then conned me out of fucking twenty dollars with some kind of fucking joke where 
I can't even remember the fucking scam now. I'd have to go back and listen to it. But I was like, God damn, that guy fucking just conned me out of 20 bucks with a sure bet on my part. So I thought. I just can't imagine a place in the world today where shoe shining is a big deal. Like, unless you're hanging around Wall Street where people feel compelled to wear shoes that need to be shined. I just think, you know what, instead of handing out antidepressants and anti-anxiety pills, they just need to fucking force people to get their shoe shine. You forget that. They just need to open up a slew of fucking shoe shine shops. Yeah, well, I guess step one is just giving people in mass, just give the masses very nice shoes. Right. And then they'll want to have them shined. Well, this one guy. That'll give them a sense of pride. This Japanese guy who owns this little shop, right, this little shoe shine shop, Sure. He talked a guy into buying a thousand dollar pair of shoes to wear only in the rain. What? Yeah. So the guy would bring his thousand dollar shoes in to have them shined. I'm like, man, what a scam! This guy—he probably has a deal going with the guy selling the shoes. I would imagine he could talk someone into buying a fucking thousand dollar pair of shoes just to uh, wear in the rain. That was my next question. I was like, well, I hope the shoe shine guy is selling the shoes. But he's not. No, he's not. Unbelievable. He better, he's not. He better have a racket set up with I the shoe I think they then. figure if you buy your shoes, it's like discount tire. If you buy your shoes from a place, every time you come back in, you should get them shined for free. <laughs> you should have relaced. Yeah, well, you know what? That's funny, dude, because he did take the laces out when he shined these shoes, and he had this oh. little placard. I swear to God, he had this little placard where he would ask you what your preference was, was how you liked your shoes laced up. And really? they showed him, like, asking this guy with this $1,000 pair of shoes, and he hands him this card and goes, how would you like them laced? And the guy is like, what? There's more than fucking one way to lace a shoe? And I was thinking about there's really not. There's, there's only two ways to lace a shoe. That's for the bottom thing to go up over the top or the bottom thing to go over the bottom, right? Okay. Okay. I'm going to get into something here. First of all, if you're buying a $1,000 pair of shoes, you better fucking know how to lace them. <laughs> you got that right. You better know the different ways to lace them and all the intricacies <laughs> involved. And second, you're right. There's only two ways to lace a, lace a shoe. And from my point of view, one is right and one is wrong. And it seems like recently when I buy shoes, they're all laced wrong, uh-huh. where the laces come up from underneath it, and I can't, I don't know. So they're laced over the top, is what you're saying, through the hole. Yes. They right. should, which is, which they should, I would have to agree. Always probably, come up, up through the hole, not over and then through. I would That's agree ridiculous. with you there. I would agree with you 100%. That is not the correct way to lace a shoe. It seems very inefficient. It's those, very inefficient. those are probably I, left-handed shoelaces, I think they call those. I think it's a racket with the shoelace industry because doing it that way takes up more shoelace space so that now they have to sell longer laces, which they can charge more for. But all, I, I do know, I've, I've, this is serious. I've bought a lot of new shoes lately, running shoes, boots, and every goddamn fucking time I'm like, why the fuck do they lace them like this? Because it just doesn't even work that well, you know? Speaking of which, have you ever tried to buy a replacement pair of just laces? It's easier to buy a fucking new pair of shoes. Because I don't care what fucking laces you get, either they're four fucking feet too long or they're yeah. fucking six inches too short. It doesn't matter if you get 32 inches or fucking 18 inches. They just do never fit the fucking shoes. It's like every pair of shoes must have a custom fucking lace. Laces are the ink cartridges of the <laughs> shoe world. Definitely. Very, very succinctly put. I agree with that 100%. Thank you. 
I'm actually sporting new laces in my boots right now because the goddamn dog, who I love, ate my laces. I can tell. So I had to get new laces. And, of course, I counted the eyes because that's how they tell you to do it. Right, yes. Oh, seven eyes by these, 12 eyes by these, four eyes, whatever. Count the eyes. I'm an adult. Okay, this many eyes. I'm an adult. It's a boot. Great. Give me that. I've got, I could rig up a parachute with all the lace that's left over from <laughs> right. one boot now. I have to, like, wrap it around my ankle eight times. Dude, it got to the point where, now. like I was saying, every time I'd buy a new pair of laces, I'd buy two pairs, two, two fucking sets of laces, one that I thought was the right size and one a size smaller. Right, because I'm like, I know that I'm going to fucking be back, or it's like going to the fucking hardware store. They're never going to get the fucking right thing the first time. You're just fucking no. not going to. What you should do is just buy one lace and cut it in half. and that'll yeah, be You good know what? Both. With those ones you have in your boots right now, you probably could. I bet I could. I could lace up all my shoes with one of those. And I was, there was this one guy who was like a street, well, he wasn't a street guy. This guy was a, a colored gentleman. And he worked on the streets of New York, right? And he was, this I didn't understand. This guy, I don't know, he said he'd been making a living as a shoeshine guy for 15 fucking years on the same corner. But the guy was a fucking asshole. As you walked by, he thought the way to get business was to fucking insult your shoes. He'd be like, hey, ma'am, your hair looks nice, but your shoes look like shit. Right? And I'm like, okay, dude, I couldn't see ever sitting down in your fucking chair. This was in Chicago? No, this was in New York City. Okay, well, I can see it. They kind of pride themselves on being assholes, right? Yeah, I, you know what's funny is that, but the deal was when people were rude back to him, like one lady said, you're talking to me? You're a shoe shine boy. She called him a shine boy. It was kind of ugly, really. I and mean, oh. he's like, well, that's just the ugly connotation that goes along with being a shoe shiner. They just say, shit, get your shine box and all that shit. I'm like, no, dude, you're just a fucking asshole. So he could, like, give it out, but he could not take it so to speak. Plus, you know what else he did? He smoked the whole time he was fucking shining shoes, which to me is disgusting. All right, folks, we're going to get Rufus back on the line here with a little more technical difficulty this Friday, the square team. Seems like maybe the Friday the 13th got a little something to it as far as the Hypersloth happy hour goes. So we're going to take these other two hot sauces into the VIP so you can check it out uh, on our website, www.hyperslot.me or blogtalkradio.com. Do they, they keep our stuff on record there, Rufus? But uh, that's where you can hear the rest of the show, the VIP. Let's check it. Your beautiful face, Rufus. Oh, no, I can see both of our beautiful faces. Really? Unfortunate. I can't see you. But, hey, let's get back to this second sauce. What's the second sauce called tonight, Rufus, now that we're into the VIP? It's called uh, ass-kicking wasabi. Let me grab my son. He wants to watch me suffer through this. This one sounds pretty good, actually. I like wasabi sauce. All right, hang on a second. Yes, sir. 
but no squirting. No. Did you open a fresh brewski? Of course. Okay. I'm here just saying. Well, you can't hear because you don't have headphones. Just say hi. Lean over and say hi. Hi. Hey, Levi. Welcome to the Hypersloth Happy Hour. You said hi, Levi. Hi. Hi, Zigzag. Hi, Zigzag. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Huh? Can you, like, take this off? Okay, for the moment. Hang on. Here we go. All right. Cheers. Here we go. Wasabi. <laughs> I'm actually going to do a second one. That's pretty tasty. I feel like that would be good with shrimp. The only thing I can really taste there is, do you taste a lot of Worcestershire in that one? I don't know. I'm just not having it. Hang on one second. Here we go. Ooh. I like the color. Oh, wow. Uh-oh, Fumble, guess what I just did? I actually put the wrong stuff on the second chip. So. Oh, shit, what'd you put on there? No, I put the the chili lime on the second one. But no, now I got the wasabi. Oh, it's hot. It's definitely hot, but it's got good flavor. I love I love wasabi though. It does taste good. Dad, can I try? Dude, it's really hot for you, man. I've had it. I'm really You haven't no, had you it. Can, but you have to tell you if it puts hair on his chest. All right. My eight year old nine year old kid's gonna have it right now. Here. <clears throat> That's irresponsible parenting, folks. Don't let your kids have this at home. Rufus is a terrible parent. So this is kind of hard for the course for him. Yeah, it's kind of hot. Yeah, it's kind of hot. Good God, Dad. Is that hot? Uh-oh. Oh, oh no. Uh-oh, it's it ruining his night. All right, I'll come get you for the next one. Well, he took it like a trooper. Did you ruin his night? Yes. But he ruins, so? he ruins my night most of the time, so... So it's only fair. I told people, I warned people that uh, they shouldn't let their kids try it at home, but since you're a terrible parent, we kind of expect this from you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So on this on the Hypersauce Scoville scale, I'm going to give the wasabi, ass-kicking wasabi sauce, I don't know, that's probably a 1,000. That's probably a 1,000. Yeah, but i got to say that I do like it. It tastes pretty I did. good. It's got a great flavor. You know what that would be good on, if you ask me? A shrimp cocktail for some reason. Really? Yeah. All I know is I'm having more right now. Me too. I've been eating it the whole time since we first started it. Some of these came in bigger sizes. But you know what I have noticed about the ass-kicking sauces in the the book of Pleasure and Pain? What's that? Is that they all kind of, at the end, have the same exact flavor. Zig Zag, did you know that water water doesn't uh, keep it down? Milk does. Ah. That's good to know. Thank you, Levi. You are you are quite uh, knowledgeable for your age, young Jedi. You said you're quite knowledgeable for your age, young Jedi. Now, scram. we got to talk adult stuff. Adult Business. stuff, like eating hot sauce and squirting. Big Doesn't man know. stuff. Smoking weed and drinking beer. 
Hey, I heard a song today called Three Chords and the Truth. All you need to write a song is Three Chords and the Truth, according to this guy. We're going to do another one later. Go. I'll bring you in for it. Have you heard the song? Three Chords and the Truth? Three Chords and the Truth, it's called. (laughs) Woo! Okay, that gets hot whenever you have a lot. Uh, Uh Uh-oh. No, I'm cool. I'm cool. Hey, hey, Ghost Pepper's next, bro. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that one. I don't feel, I got a feeling neither of us can go back to seconds on that one. But there's three cards and the truth. This guy, Chase Rice, says, all you need to write a song is three chords and the truth. I'm like, dude, that is not the truth because maybe you need three chords and the truth, but you also need a case of beer, some weed, a guitar, some munchies. Oh, yeah. And it's some paper. I mean, come on, dude. It's just not as easy as three chords and the truth. You need a warehouse full of inspiration, most of it intoxicants. That is very true. Why do you think most of the people that wrote the great songs only lived to be like 30 fucking years old? Crazy to think, dude, that Jimi Hendrix died at fucking 27, right? And you just you just think, what a what a massive amount of shit to put into 27 years. Really put into like seven or eight years. Well, he you know revolutionized fucking guitar playing. Nobody played like him and nobody played like him after it, but everybody tried to emulate it, you know? Here's how, years old. how old do you think Jimmy, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan was when he died? Uh, he was 33. Yeah. How in fucking sane is that? When I saw Jimmy, or when I saw Stevie Ray open for The Who in 1989, right? I thought he was like fucking 50 years old just because of the way he fucking played and sang. Right, right. I had no idea until I was reading like up, up some shit about him that he was only in his 30s when he died. That fucking blew me away. But his, his favorite guitar player was Jimi Hendrix. Well, of course. And all of his influences were like old blues guys, you know, like uh, Buddy Guy and shit and B.B. Uh, King. So they so, just made him old by association. Well, if you listen to nothing but, like, old blues, you don't hear any bubblegum pop bullshit. You go right to the fucking nitty-gritty of life. So if that's all you do, then when you're 33, that's what you're singing. I guess 33 seems young to me to be pouring cocaine into your Jack Daniels and drinking it, too. Yeah, well, what's sad is by then he was totally sober. I know, which is that, – that is so weird, dude. Could you imagine being, like – I guess so fucked up before you're even 30 that you're clean by the time you're fucking 30. And then get killed. Yeah. That is what a sad story. I was, I remember the day we went down when they unveiled the statue of Stevie Ray there in Austin and Zilker park. Mm. It was a pretty cool day. Actually. I hope well, he wasn't upset that I was high and drunk. You think that well, it's like, uh, it kind of parallels that story of, uh, Richie Valens, and uh, Buddy Holly, where they were all at a show, and there was a plane leaving, and, like, Buddy Holly and Richie Valens were like, right. yeah, we'll take the plane, you guys take the bus or whatever, the plane crashed. Same thing happened with Stevie Ray Vaughan. They were at some event, and Eric Clapton. Alpine Valley. Right. And Stevie was like, okay, I'll take the helicopter. That's cool. You guys do whatever. Helicopter crashes. Yeah, Eric Never Clapton trust the helicopter. on there. Eric, it was oh. actually supposed to be him and Eric Clapton were both supposed to be on there. And instead, Eric Clapton let his manager go on there. That's right. In his place. That's right. What what a crazy day would have been if Stevie Ray and Eric Clapton both died in some fucking... That just tells you, do not take a helicopter. Helicopters are not safe. Helicopters are not safe. You know what? Honestly, 
if both Stevie Ray and Clapton had died that day, we'd never know who Stevie Ray is because the news of Clapton's death would overshadow everything. You know what? That's a great point, actually. I mean, especially outside of Texas, because yeah. I feel like maybe I knew a little bit more about Stevie Ray because I lived in Texas and Austin in general, where he was just fucking huge, basically. Because, you know, he's, he's from the area. I guess he was from Dallas, right? Or around Dallas. Yeah, I think so. But he was discovered by David Bowie. Was he really? He, his first gig, I mean, his first, like, big gig was he played on a David Bowie album. He was the lead guy. No kidding. What song? Any idea what songs he would have played on for David Bowie? It just seems like they are totally, two totally different music genres. Well, I think I'm not a big David Bowie fan, and I'll, I don't mean that I don't like David Bowie. I just, I'm just not experienced enough with his music to be a fan. But apparently, I think his, you know, his musical styles kind of ride this wave of, like, you know, many styles. And back in the early 80s, he had apparently found Stevie Ray Vaughan doing something somewhere and was like, do you want to play on my album? Would you like to do that? Yes. And he did. You think he tried to suck his wiener? Uh, I'm asking because the people want to know. Uh, there was a lot of squirting involved, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, ass squirting. Is there such a thing? I wonder. Oh, I hope you never know. There will be for both of us tomorrow. Yes, after, after we try the final ghost pepper hot sauce, there will probably be plenty of ass squirting. I got a yeah. question for you, Rufus. Okay. What about all these people that are doing this flat earth bullshit? Who are these fucking assholes? They're assholes. You nailed it. I just, They're stupid. I mean, do you just don't want to believe in something so bad you're willing to say that the fucking earth is flat? I think you're so, your own personal life is so out of control and out of whack that you just need to latch onto something that you feel you have control over. I think a lot of conspiracies are like this. It's like if you think that you're in the know about something that no other people are, then you're better and smarter than them. You're better and smarter, and it gives you a, a little nugget of control over your own life. You're like, well, at least I have this that nobody else has. You know what? That's a good way to put it, dude. I've never, I've never thought of it that way, because that you're right. It kind of is a way that someone thinks they're like on the inside track. They're like, ah, I'm smarter than everybody. I know that the Earth is flat. Right. I got it figured out. You don't. I mean, if the Earth was flat, how could you leave? like the coast of California and end up like in the Mediterranean somewhere, you know, I mean, how do you even get behind that? I guess that's what I don't understand. How, how does common sense not say to you that, you know what? Obviously the earth is fucking round. Apparently gravity, gravity. Have you read like the, the uh, quote unquote science of like the, the flat earth shit? I must admit I have not. Can you, can you give it to me in a nutshell? No, because it's not science and I haven't read it all. But basically, the Earth is a flat disk. So whenever you're sailing around the Earth, you're sailing around the rim. circle. And, of course, it's surrounded. The disk is surrounded by ice. Which is oh, really so you the, can't get to the edge. Well, it's the South Pole, right? Right. And there's no moon and sun that go around it. There's both a moon and a sun, and they just sort of circle above the disk. Uh, it's okay. fucking stupid. It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't, I just, man, you got to come from a really weird place to try to get behind that. I just knew the two, 
on Neil deGrasse uh, Tyson's Instagram, it is the one thing that drives him, who is actually a very mild-mannered person for all reasons being, it actually drives him fucking berserk that people could even try to embrace that theory. Yeah, well, it's less believable than a burning bush, I guess. The sad part is I saw that there was some fucking idiot politician who was believing in the flat earth shit. Really? A politician believing in fantasy? Yeah, (laughs) good kidding. It was actually Donald Trump. He's like, all the fake news we've been getting, people actually think the world is round and not flat. He's not, I'm surprised he's not tweeting about the flat earth. <laughs> I saw this thing today. It was just like a little snippet on YouTube or whatever. You know how they have the little videos. And one of them was entitled, Donald Trump hates Tiffany Trump, right? And it's absolutely true because they had all this, like, footage of him. And he's like, he goes, I love my kids. I, I you know, they're all so smart and so, um, so uh, I guess, accomplished. I love Donald and and Eric, and Ivanka, and Tiffany to a lesser extent. He actually fucking what? said that. Are you he serious? actually said to a lesser extent. Well, I, I guess it's evidence that he doesn't love Tiffany as much, that I've never even fucking heard of Tiffany. Who is she? Is she adopted? Does she? No, she was his wife with Marla Maples, or his daughter with Marla Maples. And here's the probably the sickest thing about Donald Trump. So they show that, then they flash back to like a, E! Entertainment Tonight thing, right after Tiffany Trump was born. <coughs> oh, I got a little hot. Part of the hot sauce here. Bear with me. Are you still eating it? <laughs> yeah, I still am eating the wasabi sauce. I must admit. <laughs> That's what pot does to you. Oh, wow. So, so he's, he's ta- they ask him about his new baby girl, right? And Tiffany Trump is like fucking five months old at this point. He's like, well, I can honestly say that she has Marla's legs, right? And then he's like, but up top, we don't know what she has yet. And he, like, does the boob gesture. And I'm like, dude, you are the sickest motherfucker. This is your five-month-old daughter you're fucking talking about. Five-month-old daughter. Wow. He is a fucking degenerate. I'm sorry. The guy is a fucking degenerate. We're living in a cartoon world, man. We it's are, dude. I feel like world. that. I told you that ever since Trump has fucking been put in office, I've just been suffering from this failure to thrive. I just don't even care anymore. It's got to get better with the next one, right? Who's the next one going to be? I don't even care. It's got to be better. I don't know. This is my still my personal opinion. If they say they get rid of Donald Trump, they should have to kick everybody out of fucking office that he put in office. You know, there yeah. should be no pence. They just should have to do it start from scratch because he gets in office and gets impeached for being a fucking idiot then you have to assume that everybody that he put in power is fucking idiots, too. You have to assume that everybody who supports him blindly, even if they were there before, which is a lot of Republicans. <laughs> That's a good point. They have to be asked. Dude, I can't imagine what's going to come next. It, it's got to be somebody smarter. Mr. Ed. Not, Mr. Ed I, for president. It could be Mr. Ed. It could be fucking Gallagher, the comedian. He just get up there and smash a melon, and people will be like, oh, I'm going to vote for Gallagher. Oh, my God. But, it'll probably be that get-her-done guy. <laughs> oh, my God. Get her done. He'll get her done. You know that's he'll his, get her done. That's his foreign policy. We're going to get her done. <laughs> when it comes to Iran, we're going to get her done. Oh, my, That's basically what Trump said for his whole throughout his whole fucking campaign, though. Oh, my God. 
God. He just didn't say it as saying get her done because he probably would have been sued. Yeah, he probably would have been and probably couldn't afford to pay the suit. I'd be interested to see if that guy, you think uh, get her done is trademarked? Oh, it's got to be by now. Surely it's on a koozie or a cooler or a fishing rod or a... Oh, my God. I'm sure it's on a fishing rod. You can probably buy a, some plastic balls that hang off the back of your truck that say get her done. Oh, I'm sure. Like I said, we need to invent a little patch that goes, a little hair patch that goes around your, your trunk hole. <laughs> it's a hanging ball. It'll just be a little patch of hair that goes around where you put your key for your trunk. Oh, my God. Either it could be an asshole or we could actually do one in the shape of a vagina. I feel like the women have missed out on that whole balls behind your car thing. They have. I mean, guys have really sort of embraced the whole we have a dick and we want everyone to know it thing. And so there's, like, dicks and balls all over the place. But <laughs> you don't see, like, you know, vagina keychains or... I guess they had that vagina hat. Did they Really? Well, yeah, remember, like, they did a big march on Washington right after Trump was elected, and they knitted, like, 8 million vagina-shaped hats. Well, yeah, but you don't do it to make a statement. I mean, dudes use balls and dicks just to be, like, funny and stupid and be like, I've got a ball and a dick. (laughs) I think if you have balls hanging from the back of your car or truck or whatever, you have a very small dick. I think that the size of your truck, first of all, is inverse to the absolute size of your dick because there's these guys driving these huge fucking trucks now with these huge fucking diesel yes. mufflers coming out of the back that there's absolutely no fucking reason for. I just have to figure if you have that truck, you have a very small fucking penis. Dude, I have to totally agree. And I, I tell you what, if you've got a big ass truck, A, you got a small dick. Unless it's beat to hell, but if you have a big ass truck, that's like shiny and the chrome is shiny and has no dents or scratches and you live in an apartment in a city, <laughs> right? You get a small dick. Yeah. You know, I, I can see having a big truck to haul something, <laughs> but if you're just going to the club in a big truck. Yeah. If you're pulling into your fucking high rise to work in your right. fucking truck three feet off the ground, you're a fucking jack off. That's the other thing I forgot to mention on the shoe shine thing. There was this shop, and it was in, I don't know if it was in Boston or Philly or somewhere, and it was a, it was a barber shop, right? You yes. actually have to see this. It's, a, it's only lasts an hour. It's an entertaining thing. But um, these guys in this barber shop, <laughs> they were all dressed basically and had their hair done like it was like 1855. You know what I mean? Like these beards and these curly cute um, mustaches and their hair slicked back. I'm sure. And they, this guy that they had hired, he did shoe shines for $5, right? It was just like an add-on service, I guess. But mm-hmm. I just couldn't get past every guy in there looking like it was, or maybe even believing that it was like 1859 and they just come out of a like the gold rush or something. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking obnoxious. You know, I, I want to go back to the hot sauce for a second here. The last one we took was the <coughs> wasabi, the equal or the equivalent that we took yesterday, not yesterday, but last episode was the original. I thought the original was hotter, even though it's supposed to be not as hot. The wasabi was not as hot to me as the original, because I remember I was having a rough time with the original. The wasabi, I, I thought, the wasabi was good. maybe just 
it seems like it has more flavor because of the wasabi. I think it does. I like it a lot. Here's another thing I thought. You know how you say that our show is handcrafted by the the by two awesome dudes? Mm-hmm. I just noticed that if you call anything arsenal, artisanal, artisanal, mm-hmm. like our show, you can automatically charge 50% more for it. You can. Or if, if you claim that your show is made from reclaimed materials, I don't know how we can do that with a digital show, but reclaimed, artisanal, fair trade, all that kind of stuff. You can you charge. get more money for it. I went to a, I went to a, a tit club and this drill chick asked offered me an artisanal lap dance i was stoked i said sure give me you know i thought it was gonna down and dirty and all she did was put on a beret and lift up her arms and her her pits were unshaven and she charged the double for that well you should have knitted him into a scarf for her i I thought she that was the least she could do she actually after that i must admit she gave me a coaster made out of her previous day's pubic hair that's disgusting or is it not i remember the one of the few times I went to a strip club, which was with you, by the way, <laughs> it was, I, I remember we left after Delaware subs and it was, uh, it wasn't called the Palacio, then it was called Show Palace and it was yep, all yep. new, right? Yes, sir. And there was a, a, a chick who was totally naked and she was dancing for another guy at another table and she took a candle in the hot wax and like poured it down the region of her nether parts, yeah, lady bits, and let it solidify, and then she peeled it off and stuck it to this guy's forehead. And I was oh like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "What?" <laughs> what? How what? hilarious if that guy goes home to his wife and has this burnt thing that looks like a vagina and a clit right on his fucking forehead. Where are you well, been, honey? It was oh, the I wax. Work late. I mean, it was the wax. You could like take it off. He probably took it off and like put it in his wallet. I guess. I don't know. I think the appropriate thing to do is you're supposed to chew that like a piece of bubble gum. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is fucking crazy. And you know, that is like probably, as far as we know, one of the oldest dancer tricks in the book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's old school. That was in the Bible. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Candles have been around forever. That's true. Mary now Magdalene did that. All right. Now, the they, see, now they do it. They... They scan their, their pussy and do a 3D printing for you to give it to you to take home. They sell them on eBay for 25 cents a pop plus 13 I wonder if anybody's selling pubic hair like gloves or, or scarves or anything on Etsy. Seems like something you could buy on Etsy. I'm sure it is. I'm actually sure it is, sadly enough. All right. I'm saying we hit this ghost pepper side. All right. I don't know. I'm soon. trying to put it off. Shake it up good. Can you hear me shaking it up? Yeah, shake, let me get my shake, boy. He wants to watch me shake, suffer shake, this. Shake. Burn your asshole. All right, folks. This is number three for tonight, uh, part two of our four-part series of the book of pleasure and pain. We're doing it untraditionally. We're actually going. Um, we're going. We're just using one hot, one medium, and one or one one starter sauce one medium sauce, and one super-duper hot sauce for four shows. This is the second show, and this one is called Ghost Ghost Pepper. All right. What's this one called, Rufus? Just called Ghost Pepper, I guess. Ass-kicking Ghost Pepper. Ass-kicking Ghost Pepper is what it's called. 
Alright. Yeah, I didn't see you do this one. Yes, you did see me do that one. That's what we were in here for last time. Let's see if Levi can try this one. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't even want to try it. I don't either. Oh, it's watery, just like that other super hot one. Okay. Oh, this one's actually not not I'm going to be, buddy. I'll be freaking out in about 10 seconds. I have a feeling. I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, dang. You got a dollop of sauce. Is that too much? You think that's too much on there? Yeah, I think you're doomed. Oh, dude, is this God. stupid? Uh, oh, come on. It can't be that bad, can it? Ghost pepper. I'm going to All right, it. folks. If we have to end the show, uh, we'll talk to you next week, Friday night, 8 Central. Eight Eastern, seven Central. God, I'll get that right someday. Ready, Rufus? It tastes go, really folks. good. Here goes the ghost pepper sauce. Three, two, one. Is it hot? Doesn't it's it's hot on half of my mouth right now. That's what I was thinking. It's like I feel it on half of my mouth, but not much. Oh, it tastes good. I, I like the taste. This almost reminds me of the stuff we had last time that there was the middle sauce, too. Maybe I didn't. I mean, I got a pretty good dollop on there. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm doing a second one right now. It tastes me really too. good. I like it. Definitely not as hot as I would have thought for the ghost pepper. No. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be in this plus level. I feel like the wasabi one was hotter. Yeah, me too. Oh. I mean, it's coming up. It's kind of delayed, but it's still not that hot. I'm having a third one now. I think that, well, here it comes, maybe a little bit. <clears throat> I put a lot on the last one. I can see my head turning red <coughs> in the in the Skype feed. <coughs> Woo! I got a good one that time, Rufus. Okay. Well, this might be kicking in. Oh, oh my nose is running. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Now my tongue. Man, I should. Man, I think the ghost pepper's got a little delay trigger on it. I should have waited for three more. Okay. Yeah, that's hot as hell. Woo-wee. That's a spicy one. Yes, it what is. What is the hottest one in the whole book of Pleasure and Pain? Do you have any idea? Uh, well, they go in order. Oh, shit. The hottest one is called... Yeah, spontaneous Combustion. Combustion. Oh, man. This, dude, this one's getting really hot. Yeah, I'm <laughs> feeling it, too. I can barely talk, actually. <clears throat> it's tasty, though. It's a good hot. It's a that's good the, That's the danger. What do you think would happen if this, that chick poured this on her nether regions? Oh, nothing good. Oh, my God, dude, here's a funny story. Remember how we were talking about um, my friend touching his wiener after touching uh, a really hot pepper knife? Yeah. Well, the other day I cut a banana pepper, a hot banana pepper, and apparently didn't wash my hands afterwards. And I went to go to the bathroom, and I just touched the very – underside of my weakness and I fucking like five minutes later had to throw my dick in the sink and wash it off. Really? Yes. 
luckily for me, I didn't like, I didn't necessarily have to throw my dick in the sink and wash it off. I just let it drop into the toilet bowl. <laughs> oh, I'm a little delirious with pain now. It it kind of kicked in. Sneaking up on you. All right, well, it's 9.30, Rufus. Should we go ahead and wrap up tonight's show? I'm thinking we should jump into the spontaneous combustion. No, no. No, 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 I'm nope, kidding. Nope, I'm nope. kidding. No. This is part of a four-part series. I, I still don't believe as hot as this is. Holy yeah. Shit. I'm a little disappointed. I don't believe it's 1.3 million Scoville units. No way. Does it say that? Well, that's what a ghost pepper is supposed to be. Yeah, there's no way this is... I don't think it's that. It is pretty goddamn fucking hot. It's hot, but I don't know. I'm not not feeling... I'm Mm -hmm. on the Hypersloth Scoville scale. This is getting uh, an 8,000. I'll agree with that. 8,000 is about right. Out of what, 10 million? Yeah. Okay. 10 million, I don't know if they've created... I don't know if the pepper to reach 10 million on the Hypersloth Scoville... Has has actually even been grown yet, or has even evolved into the hotness that it's going to need to be? I gotta say, this one's persistent though. It's not that bad, but it's persistent. Here's the crazy thing about this one, dude. I can feel Ow. my ears burning. It's not even my mouth. I can feel like warmth in my ears. My tongue feels like it's about to dissolve in my mouth and just leak between my teeth. It's it's hot. It's hot. I'll say it's hot, but it's not what I thought. It's not as hot as I thought it would be. No, it's definitely not. But I'm, I'm excited to try the next one, which next Ooh. week the hottest of the hot sauces will be called... Uh, something Monster. I can't even read. Ass Monster. Are you kidding me? What? Is it uh, called Ass Disaster? Ass Blaster. Ass <laughs> Blaster. Well, that's, that's also an ass disaster. That sounds like a fun one to try. Bring your ice cube. Whew. I'm starting to feel that one between my teeth. It's not any hotter, but I can feel it, like, working up. You need to tell your dentist about that. He might have something to say about that. Dentist? What? What's a dentist? You know, did you know that a, a barber used to be a dentist? Like, you used to go to the barber shop to have your dental work done in the olden days. Well, didn't you go to the barber to have your... All of your, like, health work done. They put leeches on you and shit. They've come a long way. It's like the poor guys that weren't smart enough just stayed barbers. And other people are like, you know what? You can charge a lot more if you have to pull somebody's tooth out. <laughs> no shit. Now the barber is cutting their hair. They're just cutting hair, and the doctor's, like, making millions. <laughs> right. Whoops. Someone screwed up. Someone really messed up there. That's right. You have cancer, but I'll tell you what. If we cut those bangs... You're going to you won't even know it. No one you will know. know it. Only Probably. you'll know. Well, I guess if you have cancer, they're going to shave your head. Eventually, yeah, eventually you don't even need a barber. Yeah, that's not as hot oh, as wow. I... It, it seems like what we did last time was hotter. Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed in the ghost pepper sauce. And you were all worked up. You were telling me that, man, we're really going to fucking pay for it. I only did that based, based off of your ghost pepper story. Well, I'm telling you, those things I had, that they were ridiculously fucking hot. I mean, I don't not think even. This is this is like baby shit compared to them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I might have baby shits tomorrow, but <laughs> more than likely, this was not. Uh, it, it was hot. I mean, I, I don't want to downplay it. I was in pain for a while. And I could feel it between my teeth, but it's not like agonizing. 
I love the fact that you can feel it between your teeth. I can. Well, my teeth have big get. I hold guitar picks in there. Well, hopefully your tongue won't do an Eddie Van Halen and fall out because of that. Whew, I used to work at Sonic, and instead of having the change thing on my belt, I just kept all the coins between my teeth. <laughs> just slotted them out? Yeah. That's, I could shoot them out with my tongue. Clank, clank, clank. Did you really work at Sonic? No, I never worked at Sonic. Have you been to a Sonic lately? Uh, I went last week, had a double cheeseburger. It was very Did good. You? Yeah. you know, I like Sonic. It just I never, ever went for some reason when we lived in, in Texas. But I did see a thing on uh, online where they've asked people to stop smoking marijuana in the, in the Sonic drive-thrus. Really? Yeah. Which I thought was a little bit ridiculous considering maybe 90 to 95% of the people that are only going to Sonic because they're high. Sonic has the only Sonic is the only fast food joint that has a burger that tastes like a real burger, from my point of view. And it's actually a good size burger. Oh, it's fucking huge, dude. I remember. I don't even you get a side. Do you get I, a number get one or a number two? I get the number two supersonic double cheeseburger. No, no tots or fries. I don't have room for that. And I mean, it's fucking gigantic. It's like that fucking big, man. What do you get on it? Because one, a number one comes with mustard, or does a number two come with mustard? You can pick. I get mayo. I don't like mustard. Because they have mayo. a strange way, because a number one, what's the difference between a number one and a number two? One uh, has mustard, right? A number one has mustard. I think mustard is the default that you can get whatever you want. I know the number two, it says with mustard, mayo, or ketchup. So they oh. always ask me, and I just say mayo. I don't know. I'm kind of disappointed in that, that hot sauce there. Yeah, me too. Me too. It tasted good, but I was, I was hoping to be in a lot more pain. I swear that I think that the wasabi hot sauce was, was hotter than than the the ghost pepper sauce. Now, maybe it just because yeah. it tasted better. But I'll tell you what, dude. They have a thing where I live. There's a fancy steakhouse in Indianapolis, right? And they're known for their super spicy cocktail sauce. So around Christmas time or New Year's actually, they were selling this hot sauce in the grocery stores. Okay. So I bought a thing of it, and you know we were having shrimp cocktail for New Year's Eve or whatever. Sure. And I get out this big fucking thing, and I I just drag this fucking shrimp through this <laughs> cocktail sauce, right? And I'm thinking, oh, it's probably horseradishy or whatever. Right. And I eat this fucking shrimp, and it is so fucking hot, I'm like crying. I literally wow. was fucking like, ah, <laughs> and my oh, man. what's wrong? I'm like, but it's hot. And my wife's like, there's no way it's that hot. So she like takes some and put it on and like two minutes later, she's like, ah, ah, sell that shit. It's so fucking hot. You know what I mean? It's almost ridiculously hot. Yeah. You do have to love those moments though, when you can tell your wife, I told you so. Oh, I have like 20 of those a day. We have a thing where I'm always like, I'll bet you a dollar, right? I'll bet you a dollar. Now, she's never paid me. I tell her that the other day, she owes me $30,000. Is that right? Yep. I sent her, I actually sent her an invoice. Last night I did some invoicing, so I sent her an invoice. Probably, <laughs> uh, probably upstairs if we go check the mail right now, it might have come today. You sent a mail invoice to your own wife in your own house. Well, yeah, of course. Well, it's got to be documented. 
Well, I want to make sure she pays taxes on it, of course. This is true. Did you I charge her for the postage? Give, she gives me her $30,000 and then 1099s me, so I have to pay taxes on it. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that's uh, Friday the 13th, the Fiery Friday, Friday the Squirt-teenth, free-for-all. I'm Zigzag. I'm Rufus. That's Rufus over there. That's, you can see him. He's the one with me. I'm the one with I'm here. I'm surprisingly not in pain. I, I kind yeah, of wish there was more pain. Kind of a letdown. So we just wanted to let you folks know that the ghost pepper sauce and the hot sauce challenge book of pleasure and pain is a real letdown. And we are deserving. We're, we're asking for our money back. After yeah. All over. But it might get rougher. I'm, I'm disappointed the physical pain didn't take away my emotional pain. Yeah, right. Like drinking. That's why drinking is so awesome. That's true. Emotional pain, but really, what sucks is the the physical pain from the next day if you do it right. Well, drink through that. You know, I can't even tell you. I wonder how old I was when I learned that just having a couple more beers in the morning puts off the hangover indefinitely. Uh, Let's see. I've been doing that since I was nineteen. So yeah, (laughs) so I've known for thirty years wise man did I, I i feel bad if i showed you that now that's something i should have kept to myself i would not be the man that i kind of sort of am without you oh shug <laughs> anybody's ever blamed on me <laughs> all right folks we're gonna play out with beer is food tonight rufus Woo. what do you think sounds good to me all right folks we'll catch you next week on the hypersoft happy hour uh eight eastern Seven Central. And once again, zigzag. And on behalf of Rufus, I'm going to say good night and enjoy the rest of your Friday the 13th. On behalf of me, I'm still here. Microsoft How. Next week, we're going to get a real fucking show down for you, folks. We're not going to have any fucking technical difficulties with throwing us off for the show. And maybe we'll even have a lineup for you. What do you think, Rufus? Should we should we sketch out a lineup for the show? Yes, we should. We should have some sort of routine. I just, I just, I have to say that I'm amused that you said something on my behalf, even though I'm still here. Right, I said on behalf <laughs> of Rufus. I was, I was letting Rufus off the hook. That's awesome. All right, Rufus. I'll talk to you this week. I'm sure eight million times, and we'll have eight thousand clever texts between the two of us. It'll never make it on the show, unfortunately. But you know what we should do one time. One what? time, let's let's spend five minutes of the next show going through the texts that we send each other during we the week. Should. We should. It's like we a should. Hypersloth recap. Absolutely. It's brilliant. Right. It's probably going to be better than the show that we do. <laughs> it probably will be. So it's a date, folks. Tune in next week for the Hypersloth weekly recap where we go over the texts that we send to each other over the course of the week to keep us from, from committing suicide during the week because we look forward to the show so much. Yes. All right. <laughs> On behalf of ZigZag... And on behalf of Rufus, this is Zigzag saying adios until next week's show, which will be the Hypersloth Happy Hour, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, here on Blog Talk Radio, Channel Hypersloth.